Welcome to Imagine This Podcast. A conversation show where we talk to Milwaukee's arts, cultural, and creative leaders to highlight all the incredible transformative work in our region. We hope that after listening to the pod, you will see our region and all the awesome artists, arts organizations, and creative assets in Milwaukee in a new way. I'm David Lee. I'm MacArthur Antigua. And I'm Lindsay Sheridan. Oh, hi there, listener. Thanks for joining for another oh, edition. Hi. Oh, hi. You caught us there at a moment of contemplation as we were prepared to mm-hmm. get into this uh, episode. Thinking about the peace we felt the last time we were in a park. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was before you got COVID. That was, yes, that's right. <laughs> and you, you infected all the bags of COVID. Hey, you know who else got COVID this week? <laughs> hey, who else got COVID? I think it was you, Mac. I got COVID you. this I've week. Heard hey. of, I've heard of yeah, yeah, I'm in day seven, everybody. Day seven of COVID. And my thanks to the wonders of vaccination, my symptoms are incredibly mild. Mm-hmm. In fact, even the last, this is day seven, and I have just have a lingering cough, but otherwise mm-hmm. no fevers. That's no not what the test said, though, right? Didn't the test say dark red? No, it didn't say dark red. It didn't say anything. <laughs> David's so. out here creating conspiracy theories yeah. about your COVID case. Don't, you were the be, one talking be, about the. By the way, test. don't be putting out like the degree of how I'm testing. All right. <laughs> Nobody you were the one who was that. saying that these post office tests like have, have measured the intensity of disease. Yeah, and it's funny because that was offline. That. that was offline and not in a recorded for the FCC to <laughs> monitor or like the NSA to figure out my what, what comings and going. It's bad enough that stupid app's telling me you've infected tons of people and <laughs> the number keeps going up. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, it's no well, longer a COVID company. It's like you just, glad you're doing well. Glad we survived. By the way, do you know that our guest this week is Rebecca Stoner and Tristan Harris of Milwaukee Parks Foundation. You didn't know that. That's why I'm telling you. They're going to be with us after the banter. Um, and so, yeah, you've caught us knee deep in banter. Where Lindsay is fully healed from COVID. Is that correct, Lindsay? You're back to yourself? Yeah. You yeah. too. Almost. 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 I, I feel like I'm a good five days away from, like, getting there. Yeah. Like, you know, like being yeah. raw dog in life again. Instead, I'm just masking all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I put mask. I wear blindfolds. I put. I wear headphones. I mask. I look you like have, uh, you have actually been spending some time in your friendly neighborhood park, though, and getting yes. back out for some runs. Yes, I've been all about Oakleaf Trail. There's my isolated runs on the Oakleaf Trail, by the way. I, I try to do it at off times and like on my own. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very social. You know that Oakleaf Trail has a fast pass because you know, it's so busy sometimes. You have to fast pass the Oakleaf uh-huh. Trail. Uh-huh. So I don't I don't do those times. It's like one a.m. to four a.m. That's the times I go on the Oakleaf Trail. <laughs> so if you've happened to cross headlamp, see a guy with headlamp. someone with a Mac shaped <laughs> shadow, it was him. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Lindsay knows my logo is a Mac shaped shadow, so I appreciate you calling out the brand. <laughs> you know, Jordan's like the jump man. What is the Mac shaped shadow, by the way? It's probably somebody. Yeah. Like, what would your pose be? <laughs> it's probably somebody eating a hoagie. Somebody eating a hoagie or something. <laughs> Or uh, lift, lifting weights across it. Mm-hmm. Lifting a lifting a case of halal guys to his mouth. Mm-hmm. Go, well, that, that, that's probably the logo from from ten years ago. Yeah, but not 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 this year. It's well, it's this... a guy it's a guy measuring his food on a food scale. That would be the <laughs> mm-hmm. guy sadly sadly putting teaspoons of olive oil, <laughs> measuring it up so he knows how much he used to marinate a piece of chicken. That's well, fine. this is getting off topic. This is totally getting off topic. But you know. uh <laughs> Back at, we're going to have uh, our new friends as fast friends from mm-hmm. the Milwaukee parks. Um, and they'll be with us uh, very shortly. And I think I, let's, let's shout out to, is it producer? Is it coordinator? Is it coordinator Elizabeth? It's producer. It's producer. like producer. David. producer Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to co-producer Elizabeth. Cause she's now like, if you notice the quality of episodes have improved, it's because of her presence managing me quite candidly in this and so she's she's put together some really good like prompts that like hey instead of you guys That's talking right. about protein this, powder this intro you... so far not with well, not no with yeah we're, we're outside sorry apologies to producer <laughs> elizabeth on that she did give us some great conversation starters yeah. though yeah so so for y'all i'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna do that in honor of elizabeth producer elizabeth and uh before we get to the guest uh, we want to do a themed check-in if you will um what, what's a memory of a Milwaukee park or what's the best Milwaukee park and why? Anything that, that triggers you there, please please riff away. 
Do we get to set up like a like a like a Kumite style death match of all the parks of all our favorite parks? Yes. The three fight each other. I'm excited when um to see Estabrook Park literally dip its hands in plaster and glass. <laughs> glass, that, glass like, right? Well, you gotta put the plaster, then you put the glass, right? You need to. Oh, right, right, right. The right, glass right, needs right. to stick to something. So we have the Kumite. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like all, two of our listeners who've watched Bloodsport know what we're talking about. The rest are looking at Lindsay right now, going, "What are we talking about?" So what do you got, Lindsay? What's your what's your favorite part, Milwaukee Park, or what's a great memory of a Milwaukee Park? Hmm. I feel like I'm gonna like immediately regret uh, making a choice, but I, like like on gut. But I'm I spent a lot of time early pandemic, especially being still relatively new to town, taking long walks around my neighborhood, and I always love going to Caddish Park, which is very close to where I live. Oh, nice. um, and taking in the view of the city. Um, and then working my way up the Milwaukee River, uh, sometimes as far as Gordon Park. So like walking along the river. And I'm so, I've, I've always been grateful to live so close to um, such awesome resources where suddenly, suddenly it's not hard. It's like 10 minutes to get to a place where I feel like I'm escaping in nature, um, but still, but still right in the middle of the city. So those are the first that come to mind for me. How about you guys? I'm going to say uh, Estabrook Park uh, because it's the one that's pretty close to me. It's about half a mile away. Um, but I have fond memories of when I coached my daughters in the rec league soccer, our fields were at Estabrook Park. And mm. as they got older, you would move up the park, right? Because they have like little, little, little bitty park, you know, bitty, bitty ball areas towards the south end. And then as you progress to the north end of the park, the, the fields got a little bigger and bigger. And and so that it's it's always been fun having that. One 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 year, our field was literally adjacent to like the beer garden, which was really great for the parents. They they needed <laughs> that. Uh that was a nice perk. Um, and the other thing I really love about us to Brook Park is just the memories of going to the beer garden as our kids were growing up and you know, hanging out with other parents and letting them run around on the on the play structure and and it's just a, a huge uh, you know, it's easy just to let them run around and, and, uh, and then, you know, we don't have pets, but there's a really lovely dog park, uh, or dog exercise area at Estabrook. And so it's, it's really great. And now it's my current sort of one of my favorite places to run through. I loved it. I, I during the pandemic, they had open streets. So it was so cool that they like blocked the traffic, oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, there. And so it just felt so comfortable to run up and down. So, uh, yay for Estabrook park. That's one of my favorite parks, David. Um, so my favorite parks are the ones near me, right? So I, I love to golf and um, there are two um, public golf courses near me. One is a three hole, a par three um, at Warnemont, uh, which is right mm -hmm. on the lake and you can get through it in about, you know, uh, an hour, 90 minutes or so, which is just, it's, it's incredibly well kept and just a fun a uh, small course, um, and then just a little bit south, uh, Grant Park. Well, obviously, Grant Park is is a is a lovely park to to hike through, but Grant Park the the Grant Park golf course is also uh, five thousand yards of just fun, um, tight, narrow um, fairways, and uh, you know I, I think that's the the thing about um, our county's um, park system, right? Is that not only are there um, places like Estabrook, um, Humboldt and, and all the other, the, uh, the other county parks, but also like the incredibly public, the, the incredible public golf courses that, that are part of the, the park system that, that give folks, um, the ability to, 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 um, to have recreation and, and, and opportunities beyond nature. I'm so glad that David allows to, to play with the Hoi Polloi. He's, he's not like trying to go about Pell Beach or go to, go to the <laughs> winged foot all the exclusive spots. He's like, no, I'm with the people. I'm golfing that's with right. the people. He's not, not going up to like Kohler, right? That, that's right. I, I'm not, I'm also not that good either, which is. No. Uh, that's probably the big is... indicator. If you were that good, you're like, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you scrubs. But instead, that's right. with the scrubs. Is with there, the is, there, there is something really nice though about public golf courses. I mean, it, it is like a, like um, a, a publicly shared resource that, that everybody can use, right? That's not like a, a gated um a gated experience that that like that club experience right you want to be able to to have opportunities for everybody to to go and hack away and lose balls in the in the woods like me <laughs> <laughs>
because everybody should experience that. I, and I'm hopeful this summer, right? As as we uh, emerge into summer and and emerge hopefully out of this pandemic, as I I'm about to stifle a cough. Thanks, COVID. Um, I, I think I think folks are gonna be really out and about this summer, right? They're really gonna be capitalizing not just on events, you know, like musical events, but also to your point, uh, the other thing about Astorburg Park also is like it's a thriving frisbee golf frolf mm. area. Disc golf. Disc golf. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like sports like that that are, are so cool and. And, and hopefully activating some of the, the great places like at, I think, Washington, the bowl at Washington yeah. Park gets activated and all these. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Did you all experience over the last two years, like more engagement in uh, public open space, like public parks and stuff? Like I have a friend who who had a goal of like hiking or jogging through all of the parks mm. in Milwaukee County. She oh, didn't make cool. it through all of them because there's so many. Right? <laughs> I thought she got like. I thought she got knifed by a bandit tribe or something like that. Like she didn't make it through Cuskyo. She, you know, she, she did, uh, didn't get through she all counted, She counted pirates. I'm like, geez. Shusko Park. Shusko Park. She encountered she encountered pirates. It was, it was awful. But, you know, anyway, she could use the Sherpa. No, she just like, but she just gave up. She's like, ah, screw it. There's so many of them, right? And I think that's that. That I think uh, I think I'd read somewhere that that we have, uh, and I don't know if um, if you guys ask uh, Becky and Kristen this, but I think we have some of the most green space per capita here in Milwaukee County. Is that mm. true? Well, ba they're going to drop some knowledge on us. In fact, mm -hmm. there, there's a couple. Remember, in, in this we don't want to spoil it. We don't, don't want to spoil, spoil it. it. We, but... we our magic one here. <laughs> imagine is like we only spend what 16 cents per capita in the state of Wisconsin in public funding for the arts. They had some they had some numbers for us where that mm -hmm. that Lindsay and I were like what so so there you go we no but to go. your point that's actually that's actually interesting david in that uh it's i think so often those sorts of stats can take a like deficit based <laughs> deficit based right. angle and that's a little bit more of what you'll hear in the interview but <laughs> we need to fact check that you know most green space per capita because that would actually be a really incredibly asset based <laughs> fact that we Awesome. Should have been prepared to share on this conversation. Well, let's not wait. Let's bring them aboard. Uh, after after the break, we're going to have our guest, Rebecca Stoner, the executive director of the Milwaukee Parks Foundation. She's passionate about neighborhoods, equity, and belonging, and most of all, being in joyful, authentic relationships. She's a nonprofit leader with over 10 years of experience in direct service management, fundraising, comms, and operations. She uh, was a Trinity Fellow at Marquette, um, and she also... Uh, works uh, as a board of directors of the Franciscan Peacemakers, as she herself is a Jesuit Volunteer Corps alum. And she's also on the racial equity with professional dimension. So she's not just leading you know, on the board in her organization, but also in the city at large. Joining Rebecca will be Tristan Shorter, a Milwaukee native with a deep-rooted love of all things Wisconsin, especially food. Uh, graduate of MPS, also of Marquette University's College of Communication, and has a background in public relations and community engagement. She's got a passion for developing opportunities for everyone to use their skills and knowledge to help the communities in which they work and reside. She's our director of comms at the Milwaukee Parks Foundation. After the break, let's meet Rebecca and Tristan. We're so excited to welcome. It's perfect on this beautiful, beautiful summer day. I'm gonna say summer because it's heading the the back end of May. We have Rebecca Stoner and Tristan Shorter, uh, who are from the MKE Parks Foundation or Milwaukee Parks Foundation. <laughs> welcome both of you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Yeah, awesome. Uh, but thanks for thanks for joining us I, I mentally I just had this thought in my mind is like if it's like a super sunny day outside is it just like working outside does the parks foundation go like we're working outside that's just the rules so we gotta we gotta we gotta find a park and, and work. Sure and not I, this in a park I made that rule up in my mind and then I was immediately back I'm gonna apologize we're apologizing you for making over <laughs> do you like no. how I just manufactured this world in my mind that doesn't exist <laughs> Um, I think it should be a rule. I will say there's been a couple days where my brain is melting and I just take my daughter to a park and I'm like, this mm. is work, right? Yeah. We'll just go inside. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like your taxes. I'm going to write this off. This is, yeah. this totally applies. This is a work meeting. That's awesome. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, I'm going to apply that same logic to any, any arts and culture event I go to moving forward. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> well, we are really delighted to learn about Milwaukee Parks Foundation, new like us, a uh, little newer, um, so to learn about um, your journeys to this role and, and what you've been up to so far for both of you. Um, but as we get started, I would love to invite you to reflect on an arts and culture, really broad definition, could include a park even, uh, arts and culture experience in your past that really left a strong imprint on you. There's so many to pick from. I don't know. Do you want to go first, Tristan? Sure, I can go first. Um, and it's difficult for me to pick as well. Um, I guess the kind of just experience would be like my education. I um, am product of MPS and I went to art schools in MPS. So hey. the overall right. kind of like um, appreci appreciation for art was just taught to me at a young age. So it's very hard to pinpoint, but I do remember the junior docent program at the Milwaukee Art Museum mm. definitely just led, led me to this appreciation for art, especially led me to appre appreciation for um, my favorite artist, Kahine Wiley. So mm. um, just definitely the infusion of arts and education imprinted on my life. Mm. So as a junior docent, were you like a 12 year old getting to explain all the art in the museum? What was that experience like? Yes. Um, so being a junior docent, you do get to walk around and explain the art in the museum, but you also choose your favorite piece and you're able to go and recreate your favorite piece and invite in your friends and family and kind of be an artist for a day as well. My daughter, one of my oldest daughter went through that and uh, she did not want me to go through as the group that she was docent. You know, I don't know the verb docenting is, but uh, <laughs> I was guiding through. She's like, you're not supposed to come. I'm like, I'm a resident of the city of Milwaukee. It's my rights. So I, I had like, I had like five steps behind the rest of the group. Like I'm not in this group. And I'm like, click, 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 click. Uh, yeah, that, that program is phenomenal. It's tremendous. I'm glad it, uh, I'm glad you're both fellow docent alumni as well. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that story. Rebecca, how about you? What was a, was a specific, and, and I, I get it. It's not capital F favorite. It just happens to be one, uh, one, yeah. one, one of many moments. No, that was super cool. I never, I don't think I was ever smart enough at art to be a, a small docent person, but um, I've been a huge theater nerd my whole life. Ah, there you go. And most recently did a stint in uh, at comedy sports with improv. Mm. Um, and I got to perform with an improv group outside at Summerfest. And I think the um, and then, you know, in addition, like Shakespeare in the park, I just, there's something magical that happens when you do theater outside. And of course, you know, I'm going to plug parks because that's my whole agenda. There it is. There it is. <laughs> but I do, I love theater in the park, um, Shakespeare in the park, improv in the park. It's really, really fun. Uh, man, that's so great. I, I was, and it's so finally great to have an improviser on the show. We've done 110 episodes of the show. Finally, an improviser. It's so great <laughs> to finally have a fellow improviser. <laughs> I, I, I know it's going to turn into sub pod. It's going to turn into improv sub pod, but I do have, I have a question as a, as someone who's also done that work. Um, what, when you're doing the summer fest gig, is, do you just already know that people are just coming and going? And, and I mean, I mean, it's, it's a, it's different from like the intimacy of performing like a set or doing, you know, either short form or long, whatever, like in a small uh, sort of a black box or a cabaret vibe. What, what, I mean, could you, could you speak to, and you could probably tell my point of view of performing outside <laughs> in the sun. Mm -hmm. well, just where were some nuances there. But yeah. Performing no. Midday at Summerfest. No, it's, it's absolutely pure chaos. And we had like <laughs> this little trailer with this air conditioning unit that all the performers were in. And so I'm like, I'm like nestled between like some juggling implements and like this really cool person doing some like spoken word later. And I'm like zip zap zopping <laughs> with my group. Um, no, it was pure chaos, but I think the improv format like lends itself well to that, right? Like you just go with whatever the audience is feeling and whatever happens. <laughs> I love, I love, well, Rebecca, that speaks to your optimism and, and great personality. I think by the time in, the, in my improv career, when I was doing outdoor gigs, it was sort of like the Zen koan of well, gigs a gig, I guess. And then, you know, <laughs> fake drag off of an improv cigarette and then stamp it out. I don't, I don't smoke, but yeah, there's no like, all right, gotta go make the funnies for all these people. <laughs> So, so that really speaks to your, your, your general countenance than mine at that stage of my, my years about puppet show and improv set. Great. All right. Let's go. What is, uh, what is it zaps up? And could you do it? <laughs> <laughs> I like, you know, like, we were that inside. We were that inside. We were dropping, we were dropping activities. So, so Lindsay, and, and I'm sure Tristan's like, we do these all the time at work. Uh, you don't need yeah. these. 
Zip zap zap for those for the five people that know improv they're listening to this pod. Um it's a classic. Well, I'm gonna let Rebecca, our guest. I'm talking too much. Rebecca, you explain zip zap zap. Oh, how do you even explain zip zap zap? So you uh, one person says zip, they pass it to another person who says zap they pass to a third person who says zap there's different rules you can like add in but it's basically like feed off of each other's energy get each other like looking at each other and paying attention and um then you get like faster and it's basically just like a nerdy theater kid warm-up right is that fair to say that's it and and i think when you say zip zap zap to someone who knows there's almost a slight sometimes again depending on their count it's like sigh like all right let's play zip zap zap because you know you're going into that zone I think even the name itself, you're like, we're all committed. We're going to yeah. commit ourselves to the crazy. Let's do this thing. And and I'm sure, you know, for some people that know improv, it's, it's shorthand for like, oh, yeah, it's time time to get ready for the show. It's time yeah. to do the thing. Well, thank you for that. I was going to suggest we try it, but it, feels like <laughs> it was the wrong, wrong platform for that. We'll see until we're, we're together again in person. <laughs> uh, I got to say, Lindsay, I, I'll say this. I mean, Lindsay's a great game player. Lindsay's always game for like, let's play the games. Let's do stuff. So I, I think we will, we'll break it out at an upcoming meeting. Um, that's stellar. Thanks for sharing that y'all. And, and I think it's, it's, you know, something, um, you know, we often reflect that imagine uh, is this, the fact that not everybody is a capital A artist necessarily, but there's something about art that exists in all of us, right. In the way we do and how we do. And so that's why I'm really excited to have you both you know, talking about the Milwaukee parks, uh, because it's not, not an obvious, you know, not an obvious connection. Yes. Culture is there in space in the built environment, but, um, but would love to know for both of your journeys, you know, and you're already speaking to your backgrounds in terms of being docents and performers, but would love to know about your own trajectory. Uh, like, like for example, if Lindsay and I jumped in the, the DeLorean and saw the junior versions of you and go like, where are you going to be in 20 years, Rebecca and Tristan? And you guys are both looking up like, or these creepy, weirdly dressed people talking to us. What, what do you think you would have said and, and how do you think the trajectory got you both to this spot? Yeah, I can I can go first on this one, Tristan. So um, I came to Milwaukee about 10 years ago with a undergrad degree in Spanish and chemistry, fully being one of those fresh out of undergrad people who didn't know what I wanted. Um, and I did a year of service on the East Coast with the Jesuit Volunteer Corps. And I knew that like- JVC, JVC, yeah. JVC. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I knew that I wanted, um, I wanted to do something that helped me feel like part of a greater mission, greater purpose, greater whole uh, sense of community. Um, and so I started in sort of like housing and neighborhood work actually, and just really, really fell in love with Milwaukee's neighborhoods. And that's been a constant thread throughout my career. So I started at Axe Housing um, mm. and then spent a couple of years at Boys and Girls Clubs where actually I, I got the pleasure of meeting Tristan. Um, mm. And then the parks were just a natural fit. I mean, when you think about Milwaukee's neighborhoods and our communities and the uniqueness even block to block to block, um, the parks are such a critical piece of that. And they really create, they can, um, they don't always, but they can create mm. this sense of just like connection and belonging for, for Milwaukeeans. And um, so, yeah, so it was a no brainer to, to take this role and um, just been learning a lot and loving it so far. Mm. Tristan, how about you? Yeah, Mark. for me, um, how I ended up in Milwaukee Parks Foundation. I think it is rooted in my love for Milwaukee. I'm a Milwaukee native, lifelong Milwaukee and born and raised. And I just have this like strong love for my community and connection to community. So um, when I was approached uh, about this position for Milwaukee Parks Foundation, it wasn't as obvious to me that mm -hmm. the role parks played in my life. But when you think about um, all the cultural experiences that happen in Milwaukee, especially during summertime or even connecting with family and community, a lot of that stuff happens in park spaces. And that's something that I just really didn't realize at first, but then connecting it all together with like this piece of equity in parks and my mm. passion for equity across the community very much led me to this role. And um, even I went to Marquette for undergraduate, um, this concept of like that Marquette presents of being the difference. I very much leaned into that um, during my college journey. And that led me to internships at nonprofits and um, really figuring out how I can use my love for public relations and storytelling to impact the community. So now Parks Foundation is relatively new. Rebecca, you've just been there since last August. And Tristan, I think you're there as of this month. Yes. Um, Woo. 
tell us about, here you are, brand new. Why, why was the Parks Foundation needed and why was it created? Uh, yeah, fill us in. Absolutely. So I so we're here basically as the Parks Foundation to address two systemic challenges. So the first one is just decades of disinvestment um, in our park system. So Milwaukee County, for those of you who know how our tax structure works, um, we don't get sufficient funding um, back to our county. And because parks are technically a non-mandated service, I know you art people feel the same yeah. same pain, you know, like arts, parks, these sort of like cultural institutions um, tend to be last in line for funding. Um, so because county parks are not a mandated service, they have seen significant budget cuts since the 80s. Um, so, you know, our county park system has over 150 parks. You know, we've got miles and miles of trails, golf courses, beer gardens, dog parks, you know, like it's never ending the amenities that we have. Um, and our budget today is the same as it was in 1985. Um, so in 1985, Milwaukee County Parks had 40 million. Today, it's still 40 million. If that budget had just kept up with inflation, it'd be around 90 million. Wow. Um, and so what that means is they have le less than half of the full-time employees they had back then. And it means, this is an illustration that they've come up with that has really stuck with me. Um, each County Parks employee is responsible for managing about 28 Lambeau fields worth of land. Oh. Um, so it's, it's, we're in this like horribly unsustainable situation and we have this hashtag, like love your parks. And some days I feel like it's more like hashtag save your parks. Uh, yeah. like, like we're, we're in a really desperate situation. And the second challenge that we're addressing that Tristan alluded to with equity is the parks that have seen the most disinvestment are parks that have, that are in neighborhoods that have already suffered from disinvestment because of systems of oppression. Mm -hmm. So it's primarily black and brown neighborhoods. It's primarily neighborhoods where families and individuals have limited incomes. Um, and I think when you see investment coming into your parks, you feel valued. You think that the place you live really cares about you. Like your park is taken care of and you belong and it's exciting. And the opposite is true when you don't see it. I think when we don't invest in certain parks, we're saying something about how we feel about our neighbors. And um, that's a really, really big problem. And that's the core problem that we were created to address. So there's lots of organizations out there that are doing cool stuff in parks, um, but we specifically were created to address sort of like equitable amenities and programming across our park system um, and investing in that. So it's it's exciting work. It's hard work. It's um, sticky work, but it's it's really good stuff. You know, I'm reminded uh, you just dropped like one of them stats. You know that we, we have one of those stats here at the office. Uh, and I imagine it's just like we spend 18 cents per capita on on uh, the state Wisconsin, right? Which is 49th in the country or something like that. And then and then people go, blah. The yours was like the budgets is the same as 1985. Blah. Like everyone's like, what? <laughs> you know, and, and that's that's one of those great, like unfortunate, like deficit-based trot. Like that's what gets people so it's like, wait a minute. Like mm -hmm. um, and and you're just sort of bringing to mind, uh, I mentioned sort of the state. Um, investment piece because across the river, Minnesota actually invests about $2.62 per capita, which, which puts, I think, ranks at number one. And I think one of the paths that they pursued and took a while was getting a state amendment that had a light item of funding. But what was unique was they paired the arts and the environment and indigenous culture all together. And, and so it, it speaks, I, I think you're fore, foreshadowing and going like, yeah, there, you said, well, arts feels this pain. It's like, because those are all legacies, right? They call it the legacy of memory. And these are the legacies of the space. And so I think you're, you're foreshadowing whether or not you, you knew their playbook. It's, it sounds like you're foreshadowing a possible path for like how, 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 how when we, if we, uh, we pay our values, right? If, if that's what we, we look at our values, we look at our budget, you're looking at a path yeah. to, to making sure that at least our city and county and state can begin to rectify that. That's really interesting that you bring up Minneapolis because they are number, um, there's a city parks alliance that does, oh, that sort of ranks, ranks. parks along okay. factors. Yeah. Minneapolis is always number one. Yeah, there um, you go. Uh, this is the pod so that's just a Min Minneapolis, like, uh, you know, jealousy pod. Also. This is a long known <laughs> Twin Cities jealousy pod. And so <laughs> Rebecca's now added to the canon. Hey, how about we add the parks to that? Right, let's, let's do that thing. Okay, great, great. Brought to you by the Twin Cities travel. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> That's that's uh, tremendous. Yet not surprising. Um, oh, 
Sorry, I'm just sort of sitting with the uh, twenty Lambeau that fields. Stat. I know. I was, I was thinking about twenty Lambeau fields. It's like I barely do my yard. You know, I, I can't even think about what. <laughs> and, and the the other thing that I'm also thinking about also is that like I think that people think it's obvious. It's like, wait, don't you get money from the state? Why do you gotta, or what, don't you get money from the 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 county? Why why do you gotta create an arm to do that? And, and what I'm hearing you say, Rebecca and Tristan, is like, yeah, because we gotta create an arm. <laughs> it's just it's not it's it this is sort of pathways to to finding it and creating ways so that others who do want to support uh, can find a way uh, to support it. Um, could you talk more, uh, Tristan, um, you know, and, and Rebecca, obviously, about how you might see that connection to arts and culture in Milwaukee, um, where I think a mental model of like, oh yeah, recreation, green space outside. And, you know, do, do you see, do you begin to see or help us see that path of, of how they're actually really woven together? Yeah, um, our parks and arts and culture are very much merged together. Uh, Milwaukee County Parks play a substantial role in um, arts and culture in Milwaukee. I don't think a lot of us necessarily realize that. Um, when you think about every summer, the music in the parks, from Jazz in the Park at Cathedral Square to Washington Wednesdays or Children the Hill in Bayview, um, the parks are advocates and encourage are in our parks. Um, anything from Bastille Days, the cultural experience there, or China Lights at the Botanical Gardens. We're always kind of having this display of arts throughout our parks. And those are just the experiences I'm touching on there. Um, the day-to-day -day of our parks, our parks have this strong history of um, commissioning artists to create park maps or um, creating sculpture, sculptures within uh, various parks around the county. So there's that strong tie there that a lot of us don't necessarily realize, but it's kind of obvious when you step in a park and you see like, what is this culture doing here? We're encouraging art in our parks. You know, it makes me curious. I know we, we for example, uh, have done work with uh, very passionate leaders of friends groups of parks. Mm. But then I think possibly because of the funding structure of the parks system play an even, even more important, possibly kind of outsized role of needing to like drive programming and really drive a sense of pride in their park in their neighborhood. I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about some examples. I'm trying to like make this not all deficit based because obviously, obviously we could say say plenty about you know what <laughs> what is left on the table about how about how parks can be a hub for arts and culture because of that lack of investment. Also, what are some what are some great examples you've seen of where where um, residents have really been able to create something special? Um, I, I've got to answer Tristan, then I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. It's, it's, I love that you brought up the friends groups, Lindsay, because, you know, Milwaukee Parks Foundation, like we're not a volunteer mm -hmm. agency. Like that's what the friends groups are. They are these grassroots volunteers that have been in the parks for decades. The park people oversee sort of the, um, creating and the fiscal management of the different friends groups, but there's a mural in Rose Park, which is a park that not a lot of people have not a lot of people know about, but I love it. It's on um, uh, Martin Luther King Drive and Locust. Mm. And the mural is, it, it needs some love. Um, and the Friends of Rose Park are meeting and they're talking about like what they want to see in that mural. And like every time you hear these conversations, it just, it's so electrifying because it, it matters, you know, to people. It matters mm. to neighbors how their parks look, that they see art in their parks. Um, and I've been connecting with them actually with a, a supporter who I think is going to fund the mural project. And so it's sort of this fun, um, like we do have this opportunity because the county parks is in a position where um, they don't have the funding they need. They're really open. They're open to ideas. They're open to partnerships. They're open to creativity. Um, and they're flexible. And so I'm, I'm excited about that one particular project. And I think we're going to see a cool mural there. And then I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out artists working in education. Mm. One of my favorite murals is in Mitchell Park mm -hmm. on the side of kind of a, what would otherwise be kind of like a rundown building. And they've just made it this beautiful, like landmark in the park mm. um, that it wouldn't have been otherwise. So I, yeah, I think the marriage of art and parks is is a beautiful thing and will continue to be. What did I miss, Tristan? I know you've got lots of thoughts on that. <laughs> no, I just would like to second everything you said. I think that um, without harping on the deficits of our park system, um, you know, people are passionate about our parks and I think we have such an energy um, that allows us to be hopeful for our parks. 
Um, I think getting involved in friends groups is such a huge aspect of that in partnership across um, local community organizations, especially organizations that focus on art. Um, the other day we were just talking about how um, putting murals in parks, especially um, with the issues with fast driving in our city right now, mm. actually slows down traffic. Yeah. So simple things like putting murals in parks, connecting parks to artists can help some issues that are happening in our city. Mm. Dear, are you finding, and again, I, I think this is sort of, we're asking a question, or at least I'm asking a question that it sounds like it should have an answer, but I don't want to assume there's an answer. So I'm going to ask it. Like, do you, do you sense that like everything you're talking about sounds so common sense and so, so terrific, but yet at the same time, it doesn't, I wonder if it doesn't happen at the rate that you think it would happen. Like it, it should be happening more often across more parks and not. Do you sense that there's a, so wondering is, is there like a, a, an intake challenge in terms of like artists don't even, they wouldn't even know where to go to, you know, to, I got this idea for that. Or maybe they know where to go to. It's just the, the resourcing isn't there. Or is it also like, oh, we need to make sure we have input of residents. And, so, and that's really hard. Or that can be challenging to, to get. Uh, you know, there's, there's a, I'm trying to describe an ecosystem where everybody really wants this thing to be better, but it doesn't, it, it's hard to do it on its own. And I'm, I'm sort of wondering, you know, am I reading that wrong or, or what other nuances to that should I be holding in my maybe rather limited mental model uh, of it? Um, because I also imagine there's other people like, why aren't they, there's, there's a, why aren't they doing it vibe, right? There, there's that as well existing. Uh, and and we, we don't want necessarily that to be, pre, you know, to be there. There's, there's gotta be hopefully a sense of, of um, you know, uh, putting some effort in on some end. I, I don't know if this is a half form thought, but it, but it is inspired by this notion of all these examples you're talking about that they are. Yeah, I think what you're speaking to is is spot on. And, and I think one of the roles that the Milwaukee Parks Foundation is trying to play is helping to bridge the gap between the Milwaukee County system and mm. residents. Yeah. Um, and I actually think, and I say this fully full well, knowing that I'm like placing myself as like Switzerland in the middle and like sure. not taking not accepting any like responsibility. Um, yeah, right. But I think there's faults on both sides. So I think sure. a lot of times what happens is residents will have an idea and they'll get super excited about it. But then there's, there are some maintenance realities that come with yeah. art, right? Who, who's going to maintain the sculpture? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we just had to take a sculpture down in a park because the artist lived in California. There was no maintenance plan and it was literally falling apart and at the yeah. risk of like hurting young people who were like yeah. any yeah. people who are going through the park. Um, so I do sometimes think that like the vision and the excitement and the creativity is there. But the sort of like back end boring stuff that no one wants to talk about, about like maintenance um, doesn't happen. And then on the county's end, I think um, it's the opposite problem. You know, the county is thinking about the maintenance and the operations and they're not always thinking about the vision and the creativity. Yeah. Um, and then I think too, sometimes in Milwaukee, we love, um, we don't always, like public art is, is hard. Um, and I have yeah. a lot of respect for the public artists because who is the public? Like whose opinions are you getting? Who, who says it's okay to put X in this park? You know, it, it's not feasible to interview everyone who's a stakeholder in every single park. So how do you know that the art that you're putting up in a specific place is representing the public and representing it well? And how are you making sure that local artists and local voices are incorporated in that conversation? So I think that's an important um, conversation we need to have to, um, that I know you guys talk about and, and other people who are way smarter about public art than I am talk about. So, you know, kind of zooming out, I, I suspect that you talk about the importance of the parks and the way we talk about the importance of arts, uh, that, you know, it's not just about having a pretty green space to visit, that it really matters to the overall health of the county. What is, tell, tell us more about how you tell that story and why, the, the health and sustainability of Parks in Milwaukee matters to the big picture of this, of this place? Well, I can start with answering that. Um, I think, sorry to bring up the pandemic, but to think back to um, the time we were isolated, how important parks were then. We were isolated from people, couldn't necessarily go out. A lot of places weren't open, but one thing that was a reprieve for a lot of people was getting into open air spaces in our parks. Um, so I think that is just a testament to the continuation and even like the history of parks being um, such a great thing to visit for your mental health, 
for your physical health to get out and get active um i think contributes to just the overall health of our community um so that's the health aspect of it yeah i'm, I'm thinking of as you were as you're talking tristan it's like they're taking all our talking points for the arts and you know it's, it's like it's so on point right like when the pandemic happened what you do our, our, our go-to is you watch netflix and you took up that flute you, you, you yeah. put down and to your point what did you do you went into nature you went into to be connected uh to something bigger than yourselves uh so again it, it, it continues to suggest that these uh these these really important parts of of life uh living in milwaukee county and city uh uh, not necessarily uh, invested to the, to the depth that it should be have have more reason to to partner up and and, and connect uh t- tell me about sort of like what what makes you hopeful uh as you as you taken on this work right especially as you're like a new you know rebecca and tristan you're, you're newish in your roles you're in a newish organization Lindsay and i are having deja vu feelings all the time as i'm saying this out loud right like so I imagine on some points, right, you exhibit, you, you have to, ex- you, you experience pushback or resistance because you literally are the new thing in the ecosystem, right? As much as you're the shiny new thing, you also represent change and not everybody wants to dig change. They said to your face, oh, we love change. And then underneath their breath is like, I don't want to change. So would love to hear like what, what, what keeps you hopeful or what are some of the examples maybe of, uh, of new serendipity because you all existed, uh, you, you're sort of seeing uh, this is this is exactly why uh, we're here and would love to hear some of those stories. I am um, my first couple of weeks um, I interviewed other executive directors of other parks foundations mm. around the country and one of them said something that has stuck with me is that he sees his work as being the back office of the larger parks movement. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm fully sealing that quote but <sighs> it stuck with me and I I held on to it and a story that I'll tell um, that really gives me hope is about line dancing. So yeah. there is um, a friends group, the Friends of Moody Park, led by an amazing uh, woman named Elizabeth. I know you guys have done work in Moody yeah. Park. So, yeah. um, and there's a lot of art um, happening in that particular park. What a lot of people don't know is the county, um, the mission of the county, oh, this is a quick sidebar, is um, to become the healthiest county by achieving racial equity. That's County Executive Crowley's mission. And he incorporates that through all the departments. And one of the ways the Parks Department incorporates that is they've ranked their parks along what they call this equity index, where they look at different factors. Mm -hmm. And the higher up you are on the equity index, the more, unfortunately, like your park has seen disinvestment because of systems of oppression. And the number one park on that index is Moody Park. So that's that's not the hopeful part. The hopeful part mm. is I was having a conversation with the, the head of Friends of Park, Elizabeth, and she said, we used to do line dancing in the park. And I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. She said, yeah, we'd get adults, we'd get kids, we'd get people coming out, we'd learn line dancing. Like we have local snacks and like beverages from local restaurants that would, that would be here. Um, and it was just this really beautiful like moment of, again, like arts, culture, parks, community, everybody coming together. And it's not super complicated, right? right. I mean, yes, line dancing itself is complicated, but like coming together to dance and like eat snacks and talk to each other is something that humans just do. And when she told me like the program costs a few thousand dollars, like it's not, um, again, that's a lot of money. I don't want to want to play it off like that's not a lot of money. But when you look at the other kind of philanthropic investments that are being made in the community, um, you know, that there is a philanthropist out there who wants to support that. And we helped make that connection or we're helping to make that connection. And I think we're going to be in a position to like bring line dancing back. And I, I'm just really leaning into this idea of being the back office, like where, where can we find the good work that's happening and the joy that people are bringing to parks and say, how can we help? And how can we support that? And like, how can we get you more money to, so that you can just worry about doing the thing that you want to do and you don't have to worry about filling out a grant report or anything like that. And I, that, that is, that brings me a lot of hope just to see the energy and the excitement and the ideas that people have in our different parks and like line dancing. I want to go line dancing in Moody Park. It sounds amazing. Love it. So tell us about some of the paths for people that would like to engage more with parks. I'm sure connecting with the foundation is one. So, so share with us, there's not necessarily the plug section, you know, obviously you can tell us your website and stuff if you want, but like a little bit, a little bit bigger picture, you know, how can people get engaged uh, more broadly? Yeah. Um, so for that, um, you really benefit from becoming a parks advocate. 
Um, a lot of people use the parks and don't necessarily um, know how to connect and tell us like what they want in a park. So um, yes, connecting to us, but also um, we wanna see more people in the park. So visit your favorite park and bring a friend. Um, this is your favorite park and bring your kids. So just making sure that you actually use the parks, I think is a huge aspect of, um, you know, even fighting for a case of keeping all of our parks. Um, go to a beer garden. That's another simple thing to do. Um, a lot of people in Milwaukee love beer gardens and the use of them, make sure that they stay around summer after summer after summer. Um, you can also volunteer. Um, the parks are always looking for volunteers. Um, as Becky said that uh, each park employee is responsible for keeping up with about 28 Lambeau fields of land. Mm. Um, so there's always a way to get involved. For example, we have a cleanup coming to the lakefront before and after Ju the July 3rd fireworks. Mm. Um, so just a nice simple way to, if you are enjoying the fireworks, why not come back the next day with your family and pick up some trash? Um, so those are some simple ways to get involved. Well, I, I, you talked about powerful roles that people can take. And uh, Lindsay and I have the ability to give you both very powerful roles, which is making you both the, the czar of arts and culture in the city. Um, in addition to your current roles, we're not making you leave the old jobs. Uh, because the reason is you, you only get to keep it for a few more minutes. It, it expires at the end of the podcast. So would love to hear from both of you uh, what, what might be a policy, what will be a policy you pass in this, this role of arts and culture czarinas or czars? I guess for me, um, you know, not in the policy language quite yet, but <laughs> I would love to see support um, across things that make our city our city. Um, as Becky said, parks are not considered uh, essential service in the budget. So within that, um, making parks art all that to be essential services in our community because they are essential. People mm -hmm. need them. It's essential services, not as it is mandated, it comes mandated. Yeah, mandated. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Tristan. And I would just add, I think um, strengthening that pipeline between like residents and neighbors and county. Mm -hmm. I'll use the word bureaucracy. Sorry to my friends at the county. You know, I love you. But there's a lot of bureaucracy, there's a lot of hoops to jump through. And I think if we all as like neighbors and residents and the ultimate owners of our parks uh, knew the avenues and um, knew what was available to us and really felt the power and the ownership of our parks, we'd be in such a different place. Well, we, uh, even though the power ends very soon, I think Lindsay and I are incredibly committed and, and imagines incredibly committed to keeping that legacy uh, going on, which is how do we center uh, the, these spaces, but at the same time, how do we also, uh, increase the agility, right. And, and find ways that, uh, folks could, could feel that connection, um, and hopefully moves, moves quicker, uh, and, and all that we're, we're committed to making that happen and, and really bringing together arts and, and culture and, and the experience of being in beautiful spaces and in the, in the lovely environment that is here in Milwaukee. Um, how can our listeners find y'all? And or, or or what are what else can they look forward to? This is this is the plug section. Yeah, um, well, you can find us on social media at Facebook and LinkedIn. We're at Milwaukee Parks Foundation, Instagram MKE Parks Foundation, and we also do have a lovely website mkeparksfoundation.org. Um, but another way to also get involved with us is attend a few of our events. Um, we do have some events coming up. Uh, we are participating in the Milwaukee County um, Healthy County challenge so mm. there are a few saturdays left of that challenge get out uh we'll be friendly faces there so come say hi to us well we can't wait to see you there and, and excited to continue to build imagines and park foundations relationship together until then thank you so much for joining us today rebecca and tristan thank, thank you. you for having us Zip, zap, 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 zap. Okay, I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> That's not fair to you. You did well. You did well. I figured they're. I'm looking forward to practicing this in person. We could yeah. play zip, zap, zap. Yeah. Uh, those they, they. I feel like they're cousins. They're professional cousins. Professional. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They're family. Mm -hmm. they're, they're like the stuff they're talking about. We're like, yeah, I dig we, that. 
I did we speak that. the same language. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's opportunity there around, uh, cha- you know, shifting the mental mindset of let's not take this for granted. And let's, mm-hmm. how do we, how do we steward this together? And this, this lovely asset mm-hmm. that we have, which is our green spaces and, and our nature. And again, it's, it is like, as they were talking, I was really thinking about how intentional the city was like, uh, again, uh, architects or just, um, mm-hmm. planners like Olmstead, right. Who yeah. are very intentional to make sure that the lake belonged to everyone as much as possible. And, and, and that matters. And, and we're so fortunate to have such a, mm-hmm. and yet, and yet we've not been able to keep up with the level of investment. Yes. You know, it's Lindsay, it's that great American tradition of wanting yeah. things, but not having to pay for them. I think yeah. that's, that's those examples mm-hmm. there. And mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. we haven't been like, well, maybe we have charging. <laughs> like usually, usually you buy, you buy it on credit. So you, you do get it, except you just haven't paid for it yet. I guess, we, wow, this, this pod just took a turn for the dark. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe yeah. we have been charging. Either way, yeah. we got to do a yeah. better job of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, you know, on a, on a light and whimsical note, you know, something I noticed, you know, what number this episode is? What number is it? 414. Oh, 414. Episode four. Oh, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know who else is right? Who? <laughs> our, our mighty growing listenership. Thanks for continuing to listen, y'all. If you enjoyed the pod and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others. Post about on social, leave a rating review, or keep contacting us directly at pod at imaginemk.org. Imagine this podcast is produced, edited, and hosted by MacArthur and Tifa, David Lee, and Lindsay Sharon with support from Elizabeth Gasparka. The opening theme was written and performed by Bobby Drake. Make sure you also listen and subscribe to Black Imagination and back episodes of Artsford MKE, all of which can be found at imaginemke.org backslash podcasts. To catch all the latest from Imagine MKE, hit us up at Twitter and Instagram at Imagine underscore MKE, or check us out on Facebook, Imagine MKE, or go to imaginemke.org and subscribe to The Amplifier, where you get Thank- David Lee in your right. email inbox every week or so. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next Tuesday when our guest is MacArthur Antigua. And if you've made it to the end of this podcast, more news next week about Mac. Bye. Bye.